Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for another spoiler-free movie review. We've had a lot of these recently. Well, one particular person's been doing a lot of them recently, seeing movies that a lot of us Jamie. don't get to see for another month. Um, <laughs> not angry and bitter and anything about that, because I had to go see this movie instead. Um, we're here to... <laughs> Review uh, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the latest MCU movie, which has been out for about a month and a bit, but apparently we're only doing it now because Ben finally saw it and Colin's been sitting around going, when are you going to see that movie, Ben? I'm like, eh, I'll eventually see it. So I did because uh, I can't see anything else. Thanks, No Time to Die in Australia. But uh, we are here to chat about this and give our thoughts and all that kind of fun stuff. My name is Ben, and that's a weird horse. And my name is Colin, and a guy with a freaking machete for an arm just chopped our bus in half. Yes, he did. Um, Yeah, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings exists. Um, (laughs) It it got filmed and released, and we saw it. Honestly, if I'm sitting here thinking about what I thought about it, I pretty much think about what I thought I would think about it. It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> nothing amazing happens. It's not terrible. It's not great. Um, it's another Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I wasn't, like, frothing at the bit to see this movie. The only reason I saw it was because, like, oh, I've, I've, I'm on a track, good run of seeing all the Marvel movies at the cinemas. Like, I... Finally caught up, you know, what, two, three, four years ago. I think the first one I got to go see was Thor Ragnarok because by that point I'd finally caught up. I saw all of them at that point. So then every movie since Thor Ragnarok, MCU one, I've gone to see at the cinemas because I'm like, okay, I feel like these are cinematic movies. I should be seeing them. So that's – and generally when they come out, there's a bit of like, yeah, cool, the Avengers movie. Yeah, cool. Like Spider-Man obviously is an exciting one and Ant-Man for me are exciting ones. But it's like, oh, cool. Captain Marvel, sure. You know, like, but like literally this and like, I think we talked about this in Black Widow when we did it. Like both are kind of like, oh yeah, they're movies. I should probably see them. And I did. And then I leave the cinemas with exactly the same thought process I went into them. I'm like, yeah, that was a Marvel movie. Cool. (laughs) And I'll probably forget about this by tomorrow. So you saw it like a month or so ago. Do you remember it? Are you the same opinion? Oh yeah, that was a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's funny. I pretty much have the exact same opinion as you. I think I went in slightly more excited um, only because it's kind of Marvel's version of a Hong Kong action movie, um, which, you know, that's one of my favorite genres. Uh, But I think the fact that they did that, they did it adequately. But the fact that they did that and it is just a Marvel version of a better genre, I, I sort of just spent the whole movie and then the last month and a half since the movie finished just 
thinking about all the Hong Kong movies sort of do this better. This is uh, this is like the the, the diet version of uh, a good Hong Kong action movie, uh, but it's not terrible. It's it's passable. It, it has some problems with it, uh, but I, more than anything, I'm just excited that uh, Canada has their first superhero. Uh, I think I don't know if there's other superheroes that have come from Canada, but uh, w- the guy who plays Shang Chi, he um, he's he's a big star here in Canada. So oh. I think this has gotten more publicity than uh, the movie itself here. Okay, well, I'm glad to see that he is someone because I have no idea who the hell he is. Um, And we're going to obviously talk about him. I should mention this is, what, the 25th MCU movie, so as many films as Bond has done. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) and it's only been in, what, 13 years versus 59 years? So, good job, MCU. Um, Yeah, look, I, I know your love of sort of, Kung Fu, you know, martial arts type of movies. And, you know, I think we talked about it when we did The Man from Hong Kong that it's not really a genre that I've ever really focused on. I don't really watch old movies. I don't really watch movies that aren't American um, or Australian. You know, like um, certain parts of Europe, if they're aired after a certain time of night with lots of nudity in them. But, I mean, from what I've seen, like I've seen Rush Hour. (laughs) Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 3. Um, I saw, I've, actually, I've seen a couple of random Jackie Chan movies that they used to show on SBS every now and then that were kind of fun. Um, but, like, it's just sort of not really a genre to me. So I guess it kind of that that's something that didn't really bother me too much. I mean, honestly, like, to me, if I'm watching this with somebody who's maybe not exposed to a lot of, say, Asian culture like this and sort of that style of movie, to me it's kind of just like a an American cliche movie filled with Asian you know, cultural stereotypes. Like, it's kind of like when I watched Mulan as a kid. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, dragons and Chinese culture and, like, you know, fancy. I mean, Michelle Yeoh's in this movie. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, if I'm watching a movie yeah. with, like, Chinese kind of like, okay, waiting for it. There she is. Um, like, just kind of <laughs> tick, it off the, tick it off the bucket list. Uh, I honestly had no idea she was in it. And then when I saw her, I'm like, oh, of course she's fucking in this movie. Why wouldn't she be? <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, this is a thing, like, Whenever we do a DC movie, you and I are always like, oh, we love it. It's great. And I just kind of think now to me with the MCU, I I have nothing against it. I don't dislike the MCU. I don't dislike these movies. There's maybe, I don't know, two, three, four off the top of my head, which I can say like, oh, I didn't like them. But like, it's just, they just all blend in at the same. Like literally to me, I think they just... It's like they've just got a computer program and they type in MCU movie. Okay, this one, um, Asian um, okay, uh, which characters can we bring back? This one, twist, this twist, process, and standard MCU movie, they, they just tick the boxes. I think the um, the pitch meeting, basically, they have that at the end. This guy's got a checklist, and he's literally like, okay, do we have this? Do we have this? Do we have this? We've got our Marvel movie! Ding, ding, ding! Like, And that's, that's my problem compared to the MCU to the DCEU. Marvel movies are kind of all the same. The DCEU kind of do things differently. There you go. Summary, been on board with the DC train once again. And I'm usually completely with you. I think the only defense I'll give to Marvel is they're at 25 movies now. I think even at DC, when they get to 25 movies, it's it's probably going to start to, some of them are going to start to feel the same. The issue I think with this is that we're in a year where we also had Black Widow that suffered a lot of the same problems as this. They, they spent the first two thirds of the movie really trying to do something different to fit in with the genre. Black Widow was trying to fit in with the spy genre instead of your typical Marvel movie. With this, is trying to fit in with the the, martial arts uh, action movie instead of a typical Marvel movie. 
And then in the final act of both movies, they just become your standard cookie cutter Marvel movies that, like you said, are processed. Uh, what are we going to throw in this time? This different. We're going to throw in a dragon. And it, just like Black Widow, I completely checked out during the final act of this movie. Uh, up until then, I think I was a lot more on board with it. And uh, this one, it, yeah, you do have the things that we would consider cliches for Asian movies. But I mean, everybody involved in this movie is pretty much Asian. I mean, we have an Asian director. Having said that, he's an Asian director that's made mostly American dramatic films. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, uh, Just Mercy that came out a couple of years ago. It was no. Jamie Foxx, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson. It was it was kind of like a, a death row inmate trial thing. That's what he's known for. So I, I think that's where the problem becomes. He's maybe imitating movies that he's seen, even though, yes, you have an Asian director. How they actually handle a full Asian cast, I think, is great. How they handle the Asian movie genre, it's so all over the place. And much like Black Widow, where I, I think I mentioned that like the first act of Black Widow was like it was it was it was a born movie. It was a gritty spy movie. And then the second act was like Mission Impossible. It was a little bit flashier, a little bit more complex. And the third act was let's just do the Winter Soldier all over again. Uh, this sort of has too many genres they're blending together in one first it's like kind of a, a modern street fighting type movie and then it becomes a uh, historical like crouching tiger house of flying daggers style uh martial arts movie and then it becomes a more fantasy movie all those genres do exist like in in asian cinema but you don't really see them together for a reason because it ends up feeling like you have three separate movies and unfortunately for this movie like Black Widow, some of those individual movies are done a lot better than the others in it. Have you were you familiar with the character of Shang Chi, like a, sort of in your comic book no. days, or never heard? Not any? at all. Never. <laughs> I, my my first exposure to this was when they said Marvel's next movie is Shang Chi, and I googled <laughs> who's Shang Chi. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I think kind of we're in this new phase now where they're obviously focusing. Like, I mean, I finally saw a trailer for the the Eternals or whatever the next one is. You know, like I'd sort oh, of. Oh boy, that looks boring. <laughs> I mean, does I mean props to Angelina Jolie for looking hot again. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> I think she's been hot since Tomb Raider, but there she is. I was like, well, okay, there's Angelina Jolie. But, I mean, like, even that trailer, I was just like, oh, look, it's the same plot as every single Marvel movie. Um, so, but, like, look, I feel like I'm just complaining about this. Like, I, I enjoy it. Like, I, I, I think you summed it up very well. It's kind of like Black Widow where you kind of you check out at some point in the movie and, like, it just five minutes into the Suicide Squad, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, this, I'm enjoying this. This, I was kind of like, okay, cool, here we go. Um, you know, and it's just sort of just getting through it. And like a lot of it, I think some of it reminded me of Captain Marvel and even Black Panther to a point where it's like, I just feel the lead isn't engaging. And I'm, I'm just want to say this right now. I'm going to butcher names as I always do. So is it, is it Simu Lu? Simu Lu? Is that how you? Simu Lu. Yeah. Simu Lu. Right. Okay. And like, I, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never seen him, never heard of him, any of that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying he's terrible. I think he's more engaged than Brie Larson was in Captain Marvel, but like, he's just not engaging enough for me to really like get involved in him. Like, I just don't know if it's a, a charisma thing or it's just like something like I love Ant-Man because Paul Rudd, you just, you just get hooked on Paul Rudd. Like, you know, Tom Holland is so engaging, like, you know, as Spider-Man, you know I mean? Bloody what's his face? Robert Downey Jr. You know, things like that. Like just all these people, like they're, you're hooked on, you're engaged. I mean, even Scarlett Johansson to me is so much more engaging in Black Widow. Um, and look at Ben being the racist. They're all the white people. Good on you, Ben. Um, <laughs> 
But like, I mean, it's, I'm not saying Chadwick Boseman. Like, Chadwick Boseman is better than both Simu and and Brie Larson. Don't get me wrong. But like, you and I had a lot of problems with Black Panther, and I think kind of like this one. Like, is it Aquafina? Uh, Aqua? Aqua? Yeah. How do you say her Aquafina, name? Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina. Like again, I like she looks familiar. I think I've seen her in something, and like it's perfect. Right. Okay. I have not seen that. Um, but <laughs> actually, that's not, that's not true. I think I saw ten minutes of it, and I realized why am I watching Pitch Perfect? Um, but she just like again, she's funny. Like, I get it, she's there to do that, but then it's kind of like, what's the point of a character? Like, and then mm-hmm. the the sister character, no, um, the, the, the dad, he was fine. Like, honestly, Michelle Yeoh, to me, was the best part of this movie. <laughs> like, gosh, she looks good. Can I just say that? <laughs> she aged since Tomorrow Never Dies. She looks amazing. Um, like, I want this to be the Michelle Yeoh movie, but I don't know, like, maybe to me the cast just wasn't, to a point where I'm like, oh, these people are great. Like, oh, I can't wait to see Shang-Chi again in the Avengers 7. Like, it's like <laughs> none of these people connected enough to me where I'm like, and again, maybe I'm not meant to because I'm white. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not even meaning to be racist. Like, I, I can't relate to any movie. I've never seen white men in any movies ever. So, like, I can't wait till they finally make the white men superhero movie. But, like, no, it's serious. It's like, it's like you and I think talked about that in Black Panther, like, you know, if we were not, if we were black, like maybe we connect with it because we like, wow, this is great. Like, I'm sure if we were Asian, we would be connecting with this more. And I'm not trying to be offensive or anything. I'm just, I'm legitimately saying maybe I don't get it. I don't know. Anyway, well, my point is I wasn't entirely engaged with this cast except for Michelle Yeoh. She's great. I love her. Uh, well, it's it's definitely not a white thing because I was more engaged than you were. <laughs> I also had I'm more just familiarity racist, with them. Apparently, well, there you go. <laughs> again, it, it, in your defense, I had more familiarity with some of these actors because I mean, they, there is a different style. I'll, I'll I'll start with the best thing about this cast, which is the dad, which is the villain. We get the proper version of the Mandarin in is this movie. That's what this whole movie. Like that's what well, I he's get. not the like. He's not, he's still not the comic book Mandarin, but he is a whole lot closer than the original, which we also get a glimpse of in this movie as well. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the actor, Tony Leung, who plays him, I mean, this guy is a legend uh, in Hong Kong movies. He uh, looks he's had familiar. a couple of movies. Well, it, the big movie that he had was uh, uh, Hero with Jet Li, uh, which was a Hong Kong movie, but Quentin Tarantino so loved that movie that he said, I'm going to, you know, back this movie financially to get an American release. And it came out here and it was like a huge hit. Uh, so people have probably seen him in that, but uh, going even back to like the early nineties, uh, probably my favorite, uh, I'm not, it, it, there's no martial arts in it. So it's just a straight Hong Kong action movie, but probably my favorite action movie outside of Die Hard of all time is a movie called hard boiled. That was like the last movie John Woo made before he came to America uh, and it's Chow Young Fat and it's Tony Lung, and it's it basically the Asian version of Die Hard, and he's so good in that movie. I mean, this is getting him in a movie like this would be like if some Hong Kong action movie were made, and they said we're gonna get uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for it, or we're gonna get uh, I don't know who's another big Oscar winner, um, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins has done one here, but it's it's a big deal, and I I feel like he really carries all the drama in this movie because most of the other actors he's surrounded with they're not dramatic actors uh obviously aquafina she she's branched out into drama but she sort of broke through as a comedian and the pitch perfect movies you know i have a wife so i was forced to watch all three of them um she's one of the better things in it but she also doesn't talk much in that movie uh, i don't have a problem with her talking this isn't i want aquafina not talking oh here we go uh, back but- to the james bond movies <laughs> they would, they'd be better if they didn't talk 
<laughs> but uh, I think she does bring some presence in the movie. Again, if you're familiar with her style of comedy and everything, uh, Simu Liu, his TV show is called Kim's Convenience here, which the show has exposure outside of Canada. Uh, I, I don't, I think it's like on cable in America. Maybe it's on Netflix, but here in Canada, this is like our big network sitcom. And it just ended last year. Um, I wasn't even aware that he prior to being on Kim's convenience was primarily a stuntman, which is why the action in this movie, he pulls off so well, as far as connecting as a character, I will completely agree with you because I, I, I like him on Kim's convenience, but there are, I think, six lead characters or main regulars on Kim's Convenience. And if I were to rank the six leads on Kim's Convenience, he might rank fifth or sixth for me. I mean, he's kind of more the straight man. He has a, he has a weird Tom Welling thing going on. Yeah, he's not a great actor. He's not super engaging, you know, in his performance, but he has a charm about him. We're just like, man, he just seems like such a nice guy. I like him. Uh, yeah. So that's what really carries him. And let's be honest, he looks like a movie star. Uh, th- this is almost going to sound, I'm sure people are going to say this mildly racist, but I mean, for an Asian action star, you can't make them better than him for an American audience because he's like six foot something. He's a, you know, big buffed up guy. I mean, he didn't buff up for this movie. He, he, he looks like that even on, even on Kim's convenience. He's the guy who always takes his shirt off. Uh, but Typically, even the, the big action stars in you know Asian movies are a lot smaller than what we expect in North American movies or Australian movies. Well, that you got Chris Hemsworth. There's your mountain of muscle. We're, we all uh, look the same. We're very we're all very similar. Also, of course. also somebody who took a while to kind of grow on you um, as far as a lead. But that well, really yeah. Category. But I've got my reasons. I've watched him in Home and Away. God. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, I think with Simulu, you know, he. He, he fits that prototype of a movie star, whether he's Asian or not. He looks great on camera. He moves great on camera. The charm sort of carries him through this movie, but it's not enough to put him in like a Benedict Cumberbatch level or let's even include Chadwick Boseman there. I, mean, I, I did have issues with Chadwick Boseman in the Black Panther movie, which was mostly because everybody else in Black Panther was so much better than him. Yeah. Uh, but if we go to Civil War, I mean, he killed it more than anybody else in that movie. So similarly at that level, no, but I can totally see why they cast him in this movie. I mean, he has the martial arts experience. He has the stunt experience and he has a certain charm about him. Um, He's just not even in the show he's famous for here. He's not necessarily the best thing about it. It's just interesting with some of these actors because, like, I know you're a massive Brie Larson fan, and I, like, I've not really seen Brie Larson in something where I'm like, wow, Brie Larson, she's just, she's just there, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. like, Chadwick Boseman, like, was it 42, the movie he did about, yeah. um, uh, what's his face? Um, I mean, he's amazing in that movie. And yeah. I and Get I On him... Up, the James Brown one. Did you ever see that? I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips. Like, there's something else I think I saw Chadwick Boseman in too, where I'm just like, wow, this guy is just amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of, and I would love to see these, I would love to see Brie Larson in something where I like her and can appreciate her for being <laughs> good um you know and Simu Lu and all that kind of stuff and I'm sure what's what's a face in um LaShawna Lynch he's great no time did I wouldn't know because I haven't seen it don't say anything um you know I've only seen her in cat but like I don't know maybe it's a Marvel like an MCU thing like because I can't think of DCEU actors where kind of I've seen them in things and then they're kind of going I mean Ewan McGregor was maybe one of the best things I saw him in was uh Birds of Prey and like I think about, like, on the flip side, though, like, the MCU is not all like that way. They don't just suck the talent out. Like, I remember when I heard that Paul Rudd was going to be Ant-Man. I'm like, Paul Rudd is a superhero? Like, 
No, mm-hmm. like no. But then I, he's my favourite in the entire thing. Like I love him to bits. Like he's brilliant. Um, I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch in sort of dramatic roles, and then he comes into this, and he's like, okay, he fits. Um, kind of say one thing. Spoiler alert. Um, sort of in terms of a cameo at the end. Actually, I won't say it, but there's a returning character from the MCU in the mid credit scene. Did he age like 50 years since we saw him in the last <laughs> Avengers movie? <laughs> Like, holy crap, COVID hasn't been good to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wanted to add that. But I, I like, look, maybe maybe it just it just comes from a place where, like, I I got home from this and my, my dad was like, oh, what did you think of it? And I'm just like, yeah, it was it was fine. And he was like, oh, was it better than The Suicide Squad? I'm like, no. Like, I, I thoughtly enjoyed The Suicide Squad. I'm like, oh, okay. Was it better than Avengers, Avengers Endgame? And I'm like, which one was that one? <laughs> Like, I can't remember, like, the biggest movie of all time. I can't even, like, remember because I saw it at the movies. And this is the thing with any of these MCU movies. I don't rewatch them. I see them and then that's it. And then, like, when the new sport, it may as well say, Ben Kingsley come back, I'm like, hey, isn't that guy from that one that was in that thing? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not connected enough to get references like i'm sure when i say no time to die don't say anything that i'll go oh that was from specter at the 17th minute mark like i will understand it whereas this oh, i'm like bb came back <laughs> that's what you were saying when nick and you were saying oh there's one part of the movie that ben will like um yeah i just i just like i just i'm not as into them as like some people like come to these movies and know every little last second because they watch these movies but like i and but then i have no desire to rewatch mcu movies i really don't like even my favourites. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I want to watch Ant-Man. Like, I'm like eh, I'd rather watch, you know, Batman v Superman. Yeah. And you know what? There's there's a lot of diehard Marvel fans that I've heard say the same thing. They're like, oh, you know, Marvel is so much better than DC. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen this movie since it came out. And that was like six years ago. I'm like, well, how do you know? I mean, rewatchability is part of what you will rank movies on. And yeah. it's this thing we'll talk about in every episode, whether we're talking about DC or Marvel. Marvel just gets a free pass for everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the fact is, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who are dying to see this a second time. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It, it's made a lot of money. But if you're going to stack this up among the greatest superhero movies of all time, it's not going to hold up with, you know, The Dark Knight, uh, which has you know, so much rewatchability, or maybe Avengers Endgame. Uh, but I, I will say, I, I appreciate the fact that they avoided for the most part in this movie making it a superhero movie because i think yeah that's yeah. where where a lot of these cookie cutter marvel things are starting to become a problem is that they're just making the same movie over and over again it's like we got a superhero we have to do this in it you know this is for the most part uh i, I remember even describing to people the day after i saw it i'm like it's not really a superhero movie it is a martial arts movie it, it's it's got some fantasy elements to it which again is part of you know uh hong kong cinema uh, but I think that it falls apart. The, the more it steps into being a superhero movie, that's where it starts to fall apart. If they had just made a straight movie where you got the fantasy elements, to be honest, most martial arts movies have fantasy elements to it. Have you ever seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? It is clearly a fantasy martial arts movie. If you've seen clips of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Ben's still yeah. like, no. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> There's no. subtitles in the clips. I'm There's not no white it. people in that movie, Colin. <laughs> Sorry. Just no. <laughs> but no. but I I would really love to have seen what this movie would do if it didn't, even though it's only maybe 10, 15 minutes of the movie, if they didn't try to make it a superhero thing at the end, if they just made it. Because I, I have not read Shang-Chi, but Marvel makes comics that are not superheroes. It's just 
oh, it fits into our box as a comic book, but it is not superpowers and all that. And I think that's part of the problem here is that they should never have bothered to try to make this a superhero movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's sort of like, as you kind of said, like at the end, it's sort of, and I, I, was, I think that was in the pitch meeting where they're like, do we just have a needless CGI army at the end of things that we don't really get? Like, yes, we do. But, like, I guess that's what we've had with, what, Shang-Chi and Black Widow this year, where they're not really superhero movies. They're just part of the MCU as such. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't even, like, they're on my list of things to watch. I haven't watched any of the Disney Plus MCU shows this year, so I haven't watched, um, what, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and what's the new one, The What If? I haven't watched any of them yet. Yeah. Um, but they're on my list. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, it was like this movie. Like, I know it's there. I know I've got to see it, but I'm not, it's not at the top of my priority. Like literally, like, as I said, the Eternals, I'm like, oh, that looks fine. But then when they showed a trailer for Spider-Man, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Like, I'm like, Spider-Man, I'm like, yes. Like, and particularly, you know, you see Doc Ock, you see the the Green Goblin and you hear Willem Dafoe's laugh. I'm like, if Tobey Maguire is not in this fucking movie, I am, I am going to... Disney or wherever Marvel lives and I'm burning that shit. Like I said this about Hayden Christensen in the rise of Skywalker and you only use his fucking voice. All right. Like I, I put up with that shit once Disney. I'm not putting up with Never that shit again. again. <laughs> I want Toby Maguire. He better be in that movie. He's not doing anything else. He's not busy. Right? Hayden was maybe busy. I don't know. Anyway, just watch. Just, we're going to get Hayden Christensen and Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire in the next Star Wars. Hey, <laughs> we listen I'm to you, fans, but we're we're doing it our way. <laughs> Hayden Christensen, in, like, if tell me right now, Hayden Christensen in No Time to Die. I'm I'm like I'm flying to Canada right now to see it. Even even Hayden Christensen for the next Bond. There we go. He's still of age. <laughs> if Hayden Christensen is in Little Women too, I'm there. Oh, if Hayden Christensen was in Dirty Dancing too, the Emoji Movie too, <laughs> uh, Zardoz too, um, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Like, he could mean anything. I, he would make me watch uh, Grey's Anatomy, probably. Um, like, Grey's Anatomy welcomes its new star, Hayden Christensen. I'm on board. I'm watching. There we go. Dr. Doctor Skywalker, I presume. Um, yeah, like, look, I, I always feel like I come into, like, if people, li- nobody listens to us, but, like, I feel we just have that trend of, hey, DCEU comes out. We're going to love everything to do with it. MCU, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. but, but like, again, it's, people like it, you know, it's, it's like avocado. People like avocado. It's not for me. Like it's, it's, I'll eat it in guacamole, but I won't go out of my way to like put avocado on my toast. Whereas some people love it and good for them. Um, but is, I'm really starting to think, and I actually heard another podcast talking about Marvel movies and, and saying this similar thing, which really got me thinking. Is it just that people want something that they're so familiar with that they don't want to necessarily step outside the box? Because, yes, the DC movies that are coming out, we're talking about every review. People still continue to knock it, and yet the reviews are through the roof for Suicide Squad, for Birds of Prey, for Shazam, for you know the Snyder Cut. Literally everything they put out, even Aquaman, everything they put out, mm. oh, this movie's great, but DCU sucks, really. Uh, the fans love it, but yet there's still that criticism, but... Is it something where it's just they're doing this isn't what you expect? And I think we talked about when we first did the DC month that everybody was expecting, yes, it has to be a Marvel movie. Uh, It it has to be exactly like this. And I'm feeling like it's kind of like that with the Marvel movies and that Disney is just playing it safe, which is why with a movie like Black Widow and this, which the first two thirds of the movie are not your typical Marvel movies, they still feel the need to go back in there and, and say, well, let's let's make it fit our box of what a superhero movie yeah. is. And I think, like, 
that's just, I mean, that's an episode in itself where you think like Disney, because I mean, we had the problems with Rise of Skywalker was a lot about that, right? It was just appeasing, let's let's do this, let's do that. And like, no matter what you and I think of The Last Jedi, we at least agreed that, well, at least Ryan Johnson tried something different. Yeah. Uh, and in hindsight, that was probably the direction to go because then we got The Rise of Skywalker, sadly, <laughs> as much as we admit yeah. to that, right? <laughs> but like, it's... And that's the thing, right? Because you risk, and that, that's maybe what they're scared of. They, they, they literally. I mean, they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, so they're literally scared to be like, "Well, fuck! Look what happened with the Last Jedi. We can't do anything different. This is what people yeah. like." It's, I mean, McDonald's is everywhere in the world, and people like you've been overseas. I, I've been overseas. Like, if all of a sudden you're not feeling up to like trying the local cuisine, I just go to McDonald's because I know what I'm going to get. I know I like it. Mm. It's fine. It it does the job. You know, and yeah. that's like, and we're human beings, we do that. Like, you know, it's kind of that way. But I mean, and look, it's, it, it makes money. This is how movies are. We get it. But like, you and I are James Bond fans. Let's be honest. Let's go. Th- I just rewatched all 24 of them, but I haven't seen No Time to Die yet. Um, and I mean, the majority of the James Bond films are kind of like Marvel films. They just, they do the same thing. And what do I like about the James Bond films? I like these just old school, crazy, over the top ones. Mm-hmm. And I complain about the Daniel Craig ones because they do something different. <laughs> so. I'm being You're a massive a hypocrite. hypocrite. <laughs> I'm a massive hypocrite. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, again, I feel like I'm sitting here and probably think that I'm going to complain. I'm, I'm not, I didn't dislike this movie. I didn't walk out going, oh, that was, you know, whatever. It was literally what I expected. It is everything that I expected mm-hmm. it would be. And nothing overwhelmed me. Nothing disappointed me. I was just like, yep, that's what I expected. Like, I have my thoughts right now on the Eternals. And I'm like, yep. I know what it's going to be already, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. well, it's important, I think, to bring up the Eternals because that is the movie that, based on the first trailer, which I, I wasn't overwhelmed by the first trailer, but it had me interested enough because it looks different. And yeah. then the second trailer came out and it looks the same, you know? Let's throw these cheap jokes in there everywhere. It's a version of Superman, big- right? Like, to me, I got the vibe of the Eternals is Marvel's Superman. I don't even know what it is because, again, I'm not familiar with Eternals, but... It just, it, it feels way too familiar. And I really would love them to do something completely different. And I kind of thought that Black Widow and Shang-Chi would have been those different movies. That let's, let's try something that's not your average Marvel movie. That's not the same as everything else. And I'm, I'm struggling to think of the last time that there really was something that felt there. Doctor Strange, I think felt like it was something different. Yep. And then they got to the point where they started doing Doctor Strange-like stuff in other movies, you know? And, yeah. and now Doctor Strange doesn't feel unique anymore. Uh, and I think that's what I, whether the movies are as just instantly entertaining or as accessible for all audiences, the DC movies all feel different. And I kind of want something different every time. And yes, there is a place for this. This is a comfortable movie. If I'm going to see Captain America, I want to feel like Captain America. Movie. Winter Soldier felt like a different movie, you know? My complaint with Civil War was it felt like a Marvel movie again. Uh, when they've tried different things, people do respond to it. It's just, it's Disney. <laughs> and I think we talked about this in the Suicide Squad too, about how Suicide Squad is better than Guardians of the Galaxy because Guardians of the Galaxy just feels like this is a Disney neutered movie. And yeah. I'm not saying I want R-rated everything. I, I don't, I, I hate when they go out of their way to make an R-rated movie just for sake of making an R-rated movie. But we can do something different without making it R-rated. You know, you can have a different tone to it. These characters shouldn't lend themselves to being another Captain America movie or another Iron Man movie or another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. The characters are different. Make the movies different. 
I just, I weirdly think, and like this might sound wrong, but I'm not trying to say this is wrong. Like at the end of the day, when people in 10 years time are going to go, oh, which one was Shang-Chi? Oh, that was the Asian one. And then like, that was the the spy one. Like that, like, and that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, you mentioned, um, yeah, Doctor Strange. Like to me, yeah, like that's got a unique, like Ant-Man to me was kind of like sort of quite like, and like you've got the whole size thing, like the big and small, like there are certain ones like legitimately, if you, I, I can list, you know, a bunch of my favorite MCU movies. Like, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. But then you'll get to like, like literally the Avengers movies. You'll be like, oh, the first one, that was the one where that happened, right? Oh, and that was that like mm-hmm. Endgame and Infinity War. I, I could not distinguish the two. I'm like, oh, Infinity War was one we clicked his fingers and Endgame was one where Ant-Man showed up. Um, yep. Like biggest movie of all time, people. Um, <laughs> you know, we all Infinity we all part of history. Infinity War, the one where Thanos clicked his fingers, or Iron Man. I mix up but, which one but, snapped but, their but fingers is, in which but, movie. But even with that, right? Like you and I have lived through, uh, like you know, when you're talking to your grandkids and that, like, Dad, what was it like? You were there when Titanic was a big, then Avatar, then like, like. I like I was ten when Titanic came out, but I remember the fuss about Titanic and the obsession and the like the things like we had a, an exhibition come to Tasmania like these are real artifacts from the t- like everyone was Titanic crazy in like the late nineties, Avatar it was a whole three D thing and like I don't really remember Avatar I've seen it once like it's kind of <laughs> like the Avengers like, I I yeah. sure that existed but you remember it you remember the the deal around I remember the night I saw it, it was on Australia Day I wanted to stay home and watch the tennis. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to go see Avatar, all right, whatever, happy Australia Day. Um, but, like, with the Avengers, like, yeah, it was a big deal. But, like, I don't feel there was that hype around it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I think rambling, it's because but. there's too many movies. I'm not even just saying yeah. too many Marvel movies. When you have all these Marvel movies, you have all the DC movies, you have the Sony superhero movies, yeah. and then you got the Star Wars movies, which are basically the same thing anyways. I mean, it's just overexposure one genre, which is another reason why let's try something different. For, and maybe the Eternals will be something different. Unfortunately, the trailers don't have me sold, but that's going to be the case. And I feel like I'm going to be disappointed again. I'll still go see it, but I'm just waiting for when they're going to try something that's really different. Like No Time to Die, which is coming soon because I can't <laughs> wait. Like it's... Uh, <laughs> literally, I sent a picture to Noah and Colin because uh, outside the door of the cinema that I'm walking into, there's a poster for No Time to Die coming soon, November 11th. And I'm like, fuck you. Um, and I, I literally asked the guy at the counter, I'm like, so any news on like a, a pre-screening of No Time to Die or something like that? And he's just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, We're right. probably not even getting it November 11th. Oh, for God's sakes. Um. I'm renting this movie. I, I don't dislike it enough to bin it and I don't love it enough to buy it. So it's a simple, it's a solid, like if you there was a middle of the road category in the rent, it's rent. It's simple as that. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to watch this a second time because uh, I wonder if going in, not expecting that this would be, you know, on the level of the best Hong Kong action movies that it might play better. But I'm not, wanted to see the second time so i'm like oh it was so good the first time so i'm with you it's a rent uh and i'm waiting for disney plus which is basically our modern day equivalent of a rent yeah basically that simple um so i guess in terms of movie reviews moving forward um i mean if you want to hear my thoughts on no time today wait until 2024 um but uh we'll be doing a what a spoiler episode over on 007 i don't think we're going to cross platform that here so if people are that desperate to hear my thoughts you can hear it in a month and we'll spoil the shit out of you on 007 um but uh knit tram is one that i'm going to go see uh in a few days which obviously for our australian listeners is probably got a lot more of a 
a, a reasoning and a, and a meaning behind it. Probably, I don't. I think you and I have sort of looked at if it's getting a release in Canada or anything. But um, mm. which uh, you know, I think we bring a unique aspect to this show that. It's got a very big Tasmanian connection. It's literally been delayed in Tasmania a couple of weeks because I didn't want to screen it here at all. So uh, there's a lot of talk about that. So um, I'll be able to give a unique perspective because fun fact, well, not a fun fact, probably a tragic fact, but I actually was meant to be at the location of where that shooting was on the day it happened. But we slept in and we went somewhere else and said that day. That is a that is a very true story. And, uh, yeah, so uh, any Tasmanian, I think, who can talk about being alive on that day when that uh, event happened, we've all got stories. And it's still, there's a reason why a lot of people don't want this movie to happen because it's still very personal to a lot of people. So it'll be interesting to see it and give my perspective and try to be serious for once. I don't know how that works. But what else are you seeing, Colin? Like, you, you get all these movies ahead of me. I mean, Venom isn't even out in Australia yet. Um, all these other ones. I mean, I think we went over this the other day that I'm not getting, like, Spider-Man till next year. I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> All these movies are coming out before here. Uh, so there's Halloween Kills that's coming out, um, which is the sequel to the last Halloween movie, which is like the 12th Halloween movie or something. I don't know. There's 15th. Uh, there's so many of these movies. Might go see that. Uh, also, the one I'm actually really excited about comes out at the end of the month is Last Night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's new movie, kind of a 60s time travel type thing. Looks very unusual, but uh, that wouldn't be good. And then, of course, during November, we're going to get Ghostbusters, and then of course December, Spider-Man and Matrix, or at least one of us will. Which, because Ghostbusters, I saw reviews already are out for Ghostbusters. Is some part of the world already they got s- Ghostbusters? No, they just did the first screenings for it, so right. it's gotten a positive response. Ghostbusters is one I'm actually really interested in because I love Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters, the original movie, made my top ten for favorite movies of all time. When we did that a few years ago, uh, but this one. Uh, it looks great, but to me, it doesn't look like a Ghostbusters movie. It looks like an episode of Stranger Things, and I've yet to see any comedy in it, and the first Ghostbusters was comedy. So I'm going in not quite sure if I'm going to like it or not, but uh, we We were meant to out. do, like, back last year when it was meant to, we were going to, and, like, because I think I told the story that I've seen the first two Ghostbusters once, and I was a kid. I barely remember them. I was like, yeah, they're fine. Um, and mm-hmm. then I've never seen the the all women one. So Ghostbusters was never a part of my like not what didn't what didn't turn into a Back to the Future or anything where I became obsessed with it. I just I never really got it. I was like, yeah, they were fine, mm-hmm. but I you know they're whatever. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see it. And I mean, here on the Oznet, we're probably literally like well, obviously we've been very slack on movie ones. We talk about this on our TV ones, but we are going to do the Matrix deal, whether or not we get that at the same time or not. So we will be uh, recapping the three Matrix movies and the Animatrix as well which i have not seen the animatrix in a very long time and i remember enjoying that i've never seen it it's yeah like it's it's odd like i think there's like about 10 or 12 short films all into one and there's like a few which are crap but there's like there's a couple in there that are actually really really good um so yeah and i like i am definitely not one of these people who completely hates the sequels having said this it's been a long time since I've seen them, um, but I remember loving the third one. I remember leaving the cinemas having seen Revolutions going, fuck, that was amazing. And then everyone was like, this is the shittest movie I've ever seen. So I'm like, huh? Like, this is really good. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But I, I think we've mentioned neither of us were overwhelmed by the trailer for the fourth one. It doesn't yeah. look that good. Um, so we'll be doing that. But outside of that, obviously Breaking Bad, Lost, and 24. Uh, stay tuned, of course, uh, very soon, uh, about a week or so, we've got our special 10th anniversary episode of the Oz Network uh, slash Survivor Oz. If you want to hear some very interesting um, 
things that happened on that episode have turned a different path that we were thinking, but I still, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I actually feel, okay, let's just, let's just warn people. We, we recorded the episode and then you started promoting and people were so excited and um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to listen to, but uh, I don't think it's going to be quite what people are expecting it to be. Because we got comments, didn't we? When I posted that on, on our thing, yeah. didn't we? We actually got some people reply to that and I wasn't expecting that. We, we will say that like we posted that before after we'd recorded the episode and so stupidly mm-hmm. we probably should have done afterwards and we could have addressed some questions so if anybody's listening to this and they listen to our 10th anniversary episode in like a week and we don't like oh i commented saying i love you guys um like sorry chris dixon but uh we, we didn't <laughs> see that till afterwards but it's yeah it's yeah definitely an episode that didn't turn out the way uh, it turned out, but it's still it's still something. And we've also got sort of with our 24 coverage, we've also recorded our 24 20 year reunion. We've had got a couple of cast members and uh, one of the executive producers on. It's a lot of fun. We've got a video version of that too. That drops on the 6th of November. So stay tuned for all of that and listen to our other shows too because they're pretty good, I think. Um, but yeah, Shang Chi. Uh, I'll, I'll forget we did this episode in like two hours. So uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> My name is Ben, and uh, let's see, what's a quote here? Um, uh, The Ten Rings are stronger than anything in your universe. Sure, that'll do. And my name is Kalkathina. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>